Let's talk several things with our first guest, Anthony Dasher from UGASports.com. How you doing, sir? Good. You got me hungry there with that little spiel. Man, you're not kidding. I'm, I'm ready for some uh, Super Bowl eatings on, <laughs> on Sunday. Um, and Lord knows in Savannah, your hometown, Coach's Corner. Yeah. You think, you think John will be that. making some wings on Sunday at the Coach's Corner? I'm quite sure he will. <laughs> no no question. No doubt about it. Well, um, let's let's get your Super Bowl pick first. What what you thinking? Oh, are you are you excited about this matchup, Dash? I am. I mean, I, I I think both teams are, you know, the ones I pretty much I think pretty much everyone expected to kind of be there again. But I don't. Know, I, I like San Francisco. I'll probably go against the grain a little bit with that one. But I just think the Niners are going to find a way to get it done. What's your What's your score prediction? Uh, twenty-seven, twenty-four. Oh, a close one. Yeah. Well, I mean, and and Dash, I've said this. If San Francisco does win, don't we have to say that Brock Purdy is one of the best stories in the history of uh-huh. sports? Nah, he's he's one of them, especially at, at, you know talking quarterbacks. I mean, he's the uh, he's a Stetson Bennett of the NFL. I mean, yeah. he really is, and just from that standpoint of what you know, a guy coming from nowhere to you know potentially leading his team to a Super Bowl championship. I mean, what a like I said, what a story! Just like just like Stetson was at UGA. That's a great comparison. There's no doubt about it. I think you're you're right. Well, I'm hoping for for a good game, and if he were to win, I'd be happy for him, not the rest of his teammates, because I don't like the 49ers too much. But still, <laughs> still, uh, hopefully it'll be a good game. All right, Dash. Um, several things. Let, let's first yep. talk football. Georgia has a new tight end, the young man yeah. from from Stanford, to just make that. That tight end room uh, got to be the best in the country. Looks pretty daggum good to me, doesn't it? Looking pretty good. Uh, Benjamin Urasek, uh, very experienced, coming to Georgia as a grad transfer. Probably not your he's not your prototypical, you know, in line, online, uh, you know, tight end. He's a guy who can make some things happen with the football in his hands, kind of a la, you know, Brock Bauer. Not putting in Brock Bauer class by any stretch of the imagination, but he can do some similar things. And uh, I would expect you'll see, uh, you know, Mike Bobo, you try to use him anyway, some similar ways. Because, like I said, he can make some things happen once he gets the football in his hands. Well, and now Oscar Delp, Lawson Lucky, Pierce Sperling, Jaden Riddell, Colton Heidrick. I mean, those six, yeah. I mean, again, I, I just can't imagine anybody in the country having a better group. Can you? It's a, it's a solid group, and there's already a good group to begin with. But now you bring somebody with experience with your sack, and Georgia's uh, offense is only going to be that much better. No question. It's it's fun to think about. And uh, are they done? Do you think this is it? Yeah, I think this is it. I, you know, I know uh, with the news coming out of uh, you know UCLA that those kids there, uh, you know, have now what thirty days to enter the portal. But I don't think you'll see Georgia you know, reach there for anybody. I can't think of things that and anyone sitting here on the top of my head that they may try to get. But yeah, they, they, I think they're probably pretty much set now for for the rest of the year. You wonder if Dante Williams, who was at USC, may look at that UCLA roster and, and tell Kirby if there's anybody if they were to go in. That's the only kind of title oh, I thought of earlier yeah, today. I mean, yeah, that'd be some familiar from that standpoint. You're exactly right, but like I said, I'm, I'm not expecting anything you know, sitting here right now. All right, uh, Dash. Let's talk a little bit about the basketball team now. They're they're kind of reeling here and. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we all knew they kind of were in a stretch where they needed to win some games to number one stay above 500 in the conference, mm-hmm. which they have not done now, and and that record is not looking as good as it as it did a couple of weeks ago with the four game losing streak. Yeah. Uh, the, these stretches of of just going cold. I mean, 
uh, if we could figure that out, this out, we'd have the answer to basketball issues. But that's been the problem for this team at times, hasn't it? Yeah, especially you know in the second half, that's where the issues have, have lied. You know, you know the the Tennessee game, uh, the Alabama game, the South Carolina game. These are all contests Georgia, you know, led by double digits. I believe in the in the second half in each one of them, but they just go you know, have have stretches where they go ice cold and you no know, defense. Uh, defensively, they don't uh, you know play like they you know. Or capable of, and the other team has been able to to come back, and that's been the biggest you know concern. Now, granted, Georgia's this schedule Georgia's played of late has been has been pretty brutal to be honest with you. I mean, they're losing teams that you know, are going to you know you know be in the NCAA tournament, even even Mississippi State from the other day. Uh, you know, I think has a has a very good chance of making it in. So they play some good teams, but not just haven't been quite able to to get over the hump as, as far as that goes. Uh, so these are uh, you know, like I said, the second half issues have really really hurt the hurt the team that's a, those are some answers you know coach white is trying to trying to find right now this team has some good players but there's not yeah. some big score one score is that part yeah. of it there's not a go-to guy that you can say okay we know he's going to get the ball in this situation yeah that's a big part of it i mean they've got some some, some good players but nobody like you say who's going to go out and you can count on for you know 17 18 19 points a game they've got the manufacturer points maybe a little bit more than some other Right. Other teams do, and they just and they've got to, and they, bottom line they've got to be hot from the perimeter. I mean, Georgia shoots a lot of threes, and if if they're not on, then uh, they're going to have a hard time, you know, beating some of these other other you know opponents they play. I think tomorrow's a big game because of who they've got next. They've got yeah. Florida next uh, next Saturday, which uh, of course is going to be tough. We know that, and then at Vanderbilt before they play Auburn. I mean, they really need this win tomorrow, don't they? They do. They, I mean, it's, it's a game that I think they have a chance of winning. Of course, playing it. You know, at Arkansas will, will will be tough. I mean, it's always tough playing on the road. But then they've got that home return game against Florida. They need to take advantage of Stegman Coliseum, and then the game at Vanderbilt. Vanderbilt's uh, you know the probably the worst team in the league right now. And that's one they have to win. So if they could you know find a way to to, to get these next three, then you know maybe you know I'm not going to say any turn by any stretch of the imagination, but I think it would get the you know team in a maybe a little a little better frame of mind. And, and that's important. They finish strong. I mean, they don't nobody wants to see the uh, the you know the team the program I don't say the program that's not fair to me to say but the but this year's team kind of take a step back from the standpoint you know they started so so good in SEC play they need to to finish strong just I think just to connect everybody so everybody can see that the program's heading in the right direction. Yeah, from twelve and three overall to now fourteen and nine, so that's two and six in the last eight games, yeah. and that's that's uh, not been good. Hey, I yeah. saw you tweet uh, from uh, Foley Field, and we're okay. a week away. Uh, from the start of the baseball season, of course, new head coach for the Dogs. Um, what you seeing out there? So I know you saw a former dog out there pitching on the mound. I saw, but what what are you seeing so far? <laughs> looking at the uh, the practices and what 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 are your thoughts on this team coming in? Yeah, it was kind of funny out there today. Uh, Tony Losey uh, uh, was out there uh, getting some mound work in before he hit down the spring training. But you know, it's it's, it's going to be an interesting team to watch this year. Georgia has twenty was it twenty seven newcomers. You know, 17 freshmen and, and, and 10 true freshmen on the squad. So it's been a little bit hard for me to kind of get a, a true handle, you know, on the team. Uh, you know, I know the, the Bulldogs were picked six in the SEC East this year, which is, you know, probably about where most people would put them. But, again, it's just so many, you know, unknowns. Uh, offensively, I think you're going to see some the team score a lot of runs. Everybody knows about Charlie Condon, who is, you know, maybe the best player I've seen other than Gordon Beckham. And he may be as good as Gordon by the time his. I think it's done this season. Uh, 
but you know, they brought us some 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 very capable players. Players who have had success at other schools. I mean, Dylan Carter from Texas Tech. Uh, you know, uh, Dylan uh, Goldstein from Florida Atlantic. Uh, Jordan Lord, Jordan Logan from uh, um, from Campbell. You know, all these guys have had success at places. You know, they they've been before, and they bring a bring a lot of pop. Um, Colby Branch from Baylor was a freshman All-American. You know, last year is going to be, a, I think, a very good player. But it's all going to come down to, to pitching. Is it? It, it seems like, uh, you know, it always does. Uh, you know, Charlie Goldstein had a good second half last year. Uh, Leighton Finley from Richmond Hill uh, was a had a very good year in, in the Cape Cod League as well as an All Star. And they've got a uh, a transfer, uh, Christian Maragna from from George Mason, is coming. Was a closer. They converting into a starting pitcher right now. He's got some got some good stuff. So. If the pitching can come through, then I think they've got a chance to be a you know, pretty fun team to watch. Charlie Condon, to have that kind of player, especially with all the newcomers, to have someone like that yeah. coming back is is so huge for this team. I mean, you just mentioned him in, in the, the same breath as Gordo. I mean, uh, yeah. this is regardless of the team, let's not knock the team, but, I mean, from a yeah. single individual, this is going to be fun to watch this young man, isn't it? He is something I was talking to, you know, hitting coach uh, Will Cogman today, and he was at Mississippi State for a long time. And uh, uh, he put him in the you know same category, you know, as far as being a corner outfitter goes as, as Hunter Renfro was when he was at State and wow. some of the other players they had at Mississippi State. Yeah. Uh, he, he's just a phenomenal, phenomenal player. He's a, the best description I can I can give of him. He's a right-handed Paul O'Neill. Wow. Uh, look very very similar. I mean, they facially even look look alike. Same yeah. hairstyle, same body, same body uh, characteristics. But uh, I was watching Charlie Batten practice today. Just put ball after ball after ball, just effortlessly put him over the the fence and uh, going over the batter's eye in the center field. Just a remarkable player. And for people who have not seen him play, I mean, he's worth the price of admission alone to get over to Foley because he is really. Uh, like I say, he's, he's really kind of a one-of-a-kind type guy. You don't see these types, uh, you know, come through very often. Well, it's going to be so fun to watch him. I, I, I can't wait. And finally, uh, Wes Johnson, I mean, obviously, first-year head coach, uh, you said a ton of new players. Um, How does he sound so far as far as looking forward to his first head coaching opportunity here in the SEC? Yeah, he's, he's, he's looking forward to it. Uh, you know, as you might expect, he's very, very excited about it. I mean, Wes is a – uh, if you've never talked to him before, he is the most analytically gifted coach, baseball coach I've ever dealt with, and that's including some some coaches and the guys who are in the, in the major leagues right now. He just uh, has a remarkable way of translating what he's trying to get across to some of these kids. And we've seen players like again, I mentioned late Finley, Charlie Goldstein. Mm-hmm. Both of those guys have added uh, you know, a couple of ticks of velo you know, to their to their fastball. Now they're up to like ninety five and 97, 98 miles per hour. Uh, with, with, as far as Finley, you know, is concerned, Goldstein's up to 95. So he's already had a big impact, and every one of those pitchers you talk to just just rave about the way he's able to kind of get inside their head and, and kind of really kind of, you know, turn their, yeah. turn their game, personal games around. Well, I can't wait. Looking forward to it. We're a week away. Of course, we'll have many games here on the Superstations. Dash, thank you. We appreciate it. We'll talk to you again soon. Have a great weekend, okay? We'll do 